Greetings, fellow tech seekers. Sean from Silicon Theory here, and this is the Silicon Theory radio station on Anchor.fm. So, as some of you, or most of you, may have already heard, Apple has made available iOS 11.4, and this is in advance of WWDC going on next week, which presumably will show off some of the features of iOS 12, but in the meantime, the major developments from iOS 11.4 were the updates to AirPlay, most notably AirPlay 2, bringing uh, support for HomePod in stereo fashion, as well as better streaming from tvOS and other iOS devices, as well as iMessages in the cloud. And this is designed to synchronize iMessages across multiple devices, as well as provide for backups in the cloud storage fashion instead of locally. Now, most of you may be saying, if you've heard of these before, then you'd probably be right because they were announced about a year ago and only are just now getting to a point where they're being pushed out into the wild. Again, in advance of next week's WWDC, so that makes a lot of sense since software and development are going to be a big focus of Apple going forward. But you can read online. Uh, We're not going to cover too much of this, but you can read online, uh, as I did, regarding some of the main features of 11.4. But I wanted to talk a little bit about why it might be that it's been a year since these were announced and uh, why they're just now coming to devices. So most people will know that Apple has a very strong internal desire for uh, perfection, for lack of a better word, and their uh, almost maniacal obsession with hardware design and software design and the integration of both of those Uh, leads to some really amazing products and has also led to some really frustrating uh, delays as well as some frustrating features that have been incorporated into their devices. And I think that this is kind of the real reason behind why we're seeing such a significant delay uh, in the software push of some of these things, even though they were announced a great, uh, a long, really long time ago. Uh, I was about to say a great deal of time ago. That sounds a little pretentious. Um, The focus recently on Apple has largely been critical. And, you know, again, in the grand scheme of things, a few criticisms is not the sum total of what Apple's about. It does not define them as a company, but it does give, hello, motorcycle. It does give some context to why it is that these delays are happening. So let's uh, do a brief rundown of some of these, uh, you know, notable issues. So the uh, most recent of which are the camera housings on the iPhone 10 uh, popping and cracking with very little impact force or with no impact force at all. The butterfly keyboard situation on both the 2016 and the 2017 MacBook Pros is, uh, I think the only way that you could really describe it is an unmitigated disaster. Although, again, numbers and statistics would bear out that a smaller number of people or a relatively small number of people are being impacted by these problems. Um, The issues surrounding the MacBook Pro itself, when it was initially launched in 2016, the redesign, the thinness, the lightness, the removal of everything except for USB-C ports from a Pro product also raised a pretty big hullabaloo. The I don't want to say refusal because that's not the right word, but Apple's uh, reluctance to redesign the Mac Pro product. The trash can Mac Pro is now many generations old, many years old, and is still being sold at full retail price, along with the Mac Mini, by the way, on their website, even though that product is significantly 
uh, in end of lifetime. Um, and in some ways, the iMac Pro, uh, because of its exorbitant price uh, and relatively, well, not relatively, its complete lack of ability to be upgraded, you can configure the device as you wish at the time of purchase. But the base model, uh, which is, you know, admittedly a very beastly machine with like 32 gigs of RAM and a terabyte of SSD storage and uh, all kinds of crazy other add-ons that you can get into, is still $5,000, which is a price point that's relative to the market. But I think that Apple was subjected to some criticism because pros want a machine that they can upgrade. And these, you know, workstation class iMac pros are not really designed to be upgraded, uh, but they are designed with high-end pricing in mind. So uh, a lot of the criticism that Apple has received recently, you know, some of it is warranted, some of it is not, some of it is subjective and in the eye of the beholder in, in the case of pricing pricing with the iMac Pros and with the uh, lack of a redesign of the Mac Pro. Uh, you know, some of those things are business decisions. Some of them are just people wanting what they want. And that's okay. People can do that. Uh, you know, everybody wants what they want. It doesn't mean that a company has to give it to them. So uh, other things like the Mac uh, Book Pro keyboard and the uh, lens housing on the iPhone 10 are are issues that affect a relatively small group of people, uh, which is fine, you know, unless it's you, obviously, if you're impacted by this, then this is a significant issue and you want it addressed. Um, so that's kind of the long-winded way of saying that Apple has had a lot of negative feedback. And of course, because of the echo chamber and because of the tech world that we live in, you know, criticism rings the loudest. So uh, Apple's criticisms for all of its strident successes over the last decade uh, have made it a, you know, pretty significant target for these criticisms. And software is no exception. iOS is, you know, bland and stale by any objective measure. And by some subjective measures, it's failed to make some of the leaps forward that Android has done. Now, granted, Android was a much more unpolished, unfinished product that had much further to go. So some of those leaps forward were by design because they had a lot of catch up that they were playing. But iOS really has not significantly changed in a lot of years, unless you count the gesture-based interface that is on the iPhone X, but the relative small number of people who possess the iPhone X relative to the iPhone 6 uh, models and forward, which is currently using the older versions of iOS that do not support gesture-based navigation, is, uh, you know, drop in the bucket. So for those people, iOS has not changed appreciably at all in a really, really long time. So that's where we get to a point where Apple has started to make statements like, hey, we're gonna bring you a new Mac Pro. It's not gonna be this year. We're gonna redesign iOS, wait for iOS 12, and you'll see. We're going to do some things to correct some of the issues that we've had going forward, but it's gonna be a long-term plan. And we're gonna focus on maintenance and perfection and polishing of the software before we do a major release with changes. And there's been some conversations internally at Apple, uh, as reported by Renee Ritchie, where people are saying, you know, we're gonna push off some of these features that we wanted to include in iOS 12 because they're just not ready. And I think that they're not, Apple is not, in a position where they really want to endure any more criticism than they already have got. And they really want to satisfy, delight their user base, their fan base, if you will. And so that's why they're taking their time more maybe than they ever have. 
maybe that's why they're refining and, and tweaking and getting more user feedback and going to places where they're having focus groups to give them more information to be more in touch with their client base because I think they've realized maybe a little bit that the ivory tower that they've been in for so long has really isolated them from the vast majority of people who are using their products. And again, consumers want what they want, but if you give it to them and it's in an unfinished form, well, just ask any Android user who used ice cream sandwich, like you can get new updates. That doesn't mean they're going to work perfectly. Lollipop, another example. This was an Android release that probably wasn't ready yet. And because of the clamoring for it and because they were sustained on an annual development cycle, they pushed it out regardless of whether it was really ready or not. I think Apple is trying to move away from that. Uh, there's been some talk about an 18 month uh, software release cycle and, you know, things like maintenance updates and, you know, dot one, dot two releases are going to continue to come, but major releases and things like AirPlay 2 and things like iMessage in the cloud may be announced now much more well in advance of their actual release because Apple's really going to start focusing more on trying to get it right and limiting the noise that they hear maybe from everyone in the tech community and in some cases the general public at large. That's it for today's show. Call into the station. Let me know what you think. If you've received the 11.4 update, you've got some comments. If you waiting for uh, AirPlay 2 so that you could line up a row of HomePods and use it, call into the station. Let us know how you feel. You can also find us at SiliconTheory.com. You can follow us on social. We are at Silicon Theory over there. You can check out our YouTube channel. We've got a lot of good content coming there. The G7 review went live about a week ago. The S9 Plus review went live. We're going to have the OnePlus 6 review coming soon. So make sure you click the link in the bio and uh, subscribe over there so you can check all of that out. And as always, thank you for listening. And remember, we will talk tech soon.